And you have found Ballistic Chronicles. Really happy to have you here. Really, really happy to have you here. Thank you so much for supporting the show. I'm your host. I'm Gary Lewis. In this episode, we're going to talk about hunting coyotes between April and July. And this is a great time of the year to hunt coyotes. A lot of times we get locked into this thinking about hunting coyotes in December and January and February when we really should be hunting coyotes year-round. And pretty much anywhere you can hunt coyotes, the season is open year-round. And now about the why, the best thing we can do for elk and deer and antelope populations, the best thing that we can do to help our odds improve as we look at big game hunting in our part of the West, is to hunt coyotes and to hunt them in the spring and early summer when they're in their dens, when they're denning, when there's young pups um, in the den and then just starting to hunt. We want to help them make bad decisions. So let's talk first about where to hunt. So think about the places that you know where coyotes live. They're going to be around cattle operations. They're going to be around agriculture operations like alfalfa and orchard grass where they can get out and hunt mice. They're going to be around deer and antelope fawning locations and elk calving um, places. So that's kind of general, but let's kind of focus it in now. They make their dens in the bases of cliffs, at the bottom of dry creek beds, in narrow canyons. Um, They'll be in the back 40 on a big ranch in a place where maybe the ground isn't so good and the rancher doesn't go back to that part of the property very much. Um, So narrow valleys, picture um, a, a valley with sloping sides. They'll, they'll den on one side of the other in those places. Old catch dams in dry country places they'll, where they can burrow into um, a dam. That's soft ground. It's easy to dig in, maybe easier than other places. So if you know where some dams are out in, out in the desert places, might, might not be much water in those locations. Just enough to keep the coyotes going in the in the spring and summer, but good places for denning. So you want to be around those places where the coyotes can hear you when you begin to call. And of course, you're setting up um, downwind of the places where you're going to hunt, and then you are definitely watching the your downwind side because they will quite often want to circle to smell the threat before they come in and see it, because that's what you are. You're a threat to them. They don't know what kind of a threat you are, but you're making the sounds with your caller that encourage them to come in and um, chase you off, 
kill you or chase you off. It's it's um it's rough out there. So you want to think about being mobile. So that means you're going to get into an area you're going to call for 15 to 20 minutes. I'd never call less than 15 minutes, but I always like to stretch it out to 20. And then get back in the vehicle or walk to the other side of a ridge and call again. So I'd I'd like to put a half a mile to two miles between sets in good country. The call set is going to be composed of different types of calls. So you think about what's the threat to the coyote? What What is the denning coyote afraid of? They're afraid of other coyotes that might come in to their area and kill their pups. Okay, so that's one. Um, another one might be mountain lions. They'll, they'll try to chase mountain lions off. So that's another uh, possible threat. And um, a golden eagle can be a threat. So you want to create the scene, create the sequence in a way that it begins to tell a story. So the sounds can, uh, you might start with what we call an interrogation howl. And it might sound something like this. Okay, so I would start with an interrogation howl and let that seep in. So you you do that for about 15 to 20 seconds, high volume. And uh, for me, I'm using a Fox Pro call and I've got the X2S. It's got a lot of volume for the kind of country I hunt in, which is big, um, open, high desert. When I'm hunting in the places I really want to hunt. And so that's um, a good one to start off with. Let that just seep in to their subconscious. That's two minutes. And sometimes that's all it takes. And you've got a big male charging in to run off the other um, male coyote that it thinks is there. But let's now we'll switch to a male challenge. And that sounds something like this. So now you've thrown the interrogation and now you've thrown that challenge. And I would now call every 30 seconds. I'd be quiet for two minutes or for up to two minutes and then call for 30 seconds. So I would do that male challenge off and on and then be quiet for a little bit. And then maybe you will um, switch to something like this. This would be fighting, a fighting sound. Okay, so now you've gone from interrogation to a challenge to to just fighting and then... um, now we're going to switch over to 
the one that really gets their attention. This is going to pull in males and females, and this is coyote pup distress. Okay, I'd let that go um, for about, oh, 45 seconds, be quiet for two minutes, and then run that one again. Okay, again, I'm using the Fox Pro X2S, and it has all these sounds downloaded standard. You can put your own sounds on there too, but you can also replicate these sounds with mouth calls. And I, I encourage you to carry mouth calls and especially ki- sounds that, calls that you can make coyote vocalizations with in April, May, June, and July. In that time period, I'm saying late July is really good time when the adults are out with the pups and they're teaching them how to hunt. And so the the pups are starting to even hunt on their own in late July. And the, the females are especially protective of them during this time. And they'll come to their assistance. And this these calls in this scenario will work anytime, April, May, June, July. And I think it's critical that we hunt more for coyotes in the spring and the summer because we can really make a difference for big game, for elk and and deer and antelope. And and at this point, in this time in the West where habitat loss is really hurting wildlife and high predator numbers are really hurting wildlife, we can make a difference. And every coyote that you kill in at this time of year will um, change the odds and um, make things better for, for deer, antelope, and elk, and, and other wildlife that coyotes prey on. So now let's switch to another scenario. And this would be another thing that you can do. If you, if you maybe hunt an area and have some success and you want to go back in a week or two weeks later and hit the same spots, you might try using mountain lion sounds. And so what I'd do is I'd go into an area and set up in the same types of locations and then throw a mountain lion whistle. And that sounds something like this. All right. Now that is a locate sound. There's a locate sound from a cougar. I would space them apart, so like one whistle. That's what you hear out there is you'll hear one whistle, and then maybe two minutes later, you'll hear another whistle. And again, that sounds like this. So I would throw one whistle. I'd wait a minute. I'd throw another whistle. And then I'd wait maybe two minutes, maybe three minutes. Because you can bet a coyote has noticed because a coyote doesn't want any mountain lions around its pups because they'll kill them. And the coyote is going to want to run the mountain lions off if he gets a chance. And so maybe two coyotes will team up 
and chase off a lion. It's classic. It's dogs and cats. And sometimes the dog wins and sometimes the cat wins. But in this particular scenario, what we're trying to sell is that there's two mountain lions in the area. And you could even turn your call and point it in the opposite direction when you make an answering whistle sound. But now, after you've waited two or three minutes, now throw the mountain lion and heat sound and then make this last for a while. All right, that is the sound of mountain lion in heat and mountain lion mating. So you, you'll, be, you'll be using this call and maybe let it run 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and then be quiet for two minutes again. When you're hunting coyotes, you've got to be subtle. You can't just call constantly. Because coyotes are, you know, sometimes more sophisticated. They'll know when they start to get a little bit nervous and suspicious about something, they don't hang around very long. They'll, they'll start going the other way. They'll go back to the den. They'll go hang up on a hillside and watch. But they're not going to come in. You got to be subtle. So I'd wait three minutes maybe and then hit it again with the mountain lion and heat sound. So that's what that sounds like. I think it's important to to um, have a cougar tag with you if you're in an area where you expect there to be cougars and the, and the cougar season is open, the mountain lion season is open, have a cougar tag in your pocket and um, you might be rewarded on your coyote hunt with a bonus mountain lion. And I think it's super important to make these kinds of hunts, April, May, June, July. And then as you get into mid to late July, switch over and uh, start start making your calls with woodpecker and bird distress calls. And so that could sound something like this. Now, the reason we switched to woodpecker sounds in mid to late July is now the adults are going to start doing first hunts with some of the, with their young pups. And the easiest thing for them to catch when they don't have a lot of skills is a woodpecker, especially a wounded woodpecker. And there's a lot of different sounds like this one, for instance, another woodpecker sound. And what I found is that if you can get a coyote's attention with one of these woodpecker sounds and now he's listening, maybe he's not coming in. You switch the sound. You're still in the same family. It's still a woodpecker sound, but you switch to a different kind of woodpecker call. And now maybe that sounds like the 
the last thing he ate, and he'll come charging in. I've been able to watch one coyote for up to six different sounds until the one sound triggered it to start running in. And uh, that's really rewarding. It's really exciting. And you you can... <laughs> You really kind of turn the corner as a caller when you take a reluctant animal and turn it into a, a excited customer and helping it make bad decisions. Where you're looking to hunt is at the base of cliffs, maybe the back 40 on a big ranch in a narrow canyon with uh, sloping walls on both sides, old catch dams and reservoirs at the base of those where the digging is easy and they can dig in and and make a nice big den for themselves. This is the time of year when you can have big numbers and post big numbers on your coyote scorecard. And I just encourage you get out there and hunt coyotes right now because you will learn some things about these fascinating animals that you would never have figured out otherwise.